This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, and yes, indeed, this week I am joined by the returning Damon McDonald's. Really appreciate Booze Leprechaun stepping in last week. Lots of great feedback, but Uncle Damon's back, and loads of people. Were, oh, I haven't done the date of the episode number. It is Friday, the fourth of February, twenty twenty-two. This is episode one hundred ninety-six, and Damon. Everyone wants to know how you are. People are worried about you. Ah, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, ah, it, it was fucked for. For, for a while it's been fucked for um, over a month but um i don't know I, I don't know if i want to bore everybody with the gory details but uh i mean the long and the short of it is i've been talking about my shoulder for about a month now and it's there has been really no relief and that hinders my sleep i've been i run on about a, two hours of sleep a day um and then i'll just nod off in a chair for like a half an hour um and uh so yeah I, there's like tingling sensations in my arm up and down my arm blah 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 so they gave me they put me on a steroid to see if they can get the swelling down and uh you know me i don't have the best reputation joel of following directions when it comes to uh, alcohol and or drugs <laughs> do i uh, i think i have a, a reputation of that would uh that would uh i don't know what the fuck i'm trying to say but uh basically i a took too many and b took them on empty stomachs i would just take them um i would take them on schedule then i would take them off schedule and i would because i just wanted the pain to stop i just wanted to take them in between yeah you know a little nibble here a little nibble there uh the biggest problem is is that i was taking them on an empty stomach i like like i'm I'm in pain i don't want to eat um it caused my stomach to have such a fucking meltdown. Now, again, keep in mind, this is on top of the fact that I've gone through a, a, like a, a huge industrial bottle of Tylenol. Like there is ha- there, there's a half a bottle of Tylenol in a month, Joel, um, which is not good for you. And I'm like, I'm doing everything. Like, like it, I, I don't want to be dramatic, but if, if someone had heroin, I would be like, shoot me up. <laughs> I, I have no problem with it. Uh, edibles. Uh, let's just say I've made a solid investment in in, ed- in edibles. Uh, just trying to stop it. It's not smart. It's not the smartest thing. It's the dumbest thing. I did it, and it tore. It, it, it caused so much trauma in my stomach that it caused a severe hernia. <laughs> so, two o'clock in the morning, one 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 night, I'm downstairs. And I'm you know, kind of just doing my stretching routine, trying to fucking figure something like like some magic stretch is going to pop it back into a in place, and I'll be pain free. And all of a sudden, this unbelievable pain that felt like it was in the center of my chest, to be honest, brought me to my fucking knees. And I legitimately thought, Joel, I was having a heart attack. I promise you, I thought. Okay, this is this is where it ends, right? Right? This is this is it. I had a good run. I had fun while I was here. 
I hope Cheryl doesn't mind the dead body on her fucking living room floor <laughs> when she wakes up. Has that happened to you many times before where you've thought, right, well, this is it. I'm done. This was... Like, there, there's been things where, like, like there was one time where I was driving down a highway and a, a car was coming right at me. Like, it was on, he was driving on the wrong side of the road. And I had to swerve out of the way. And, like, I had to just pull over the side of the road because I was hyperventilating. Like, oh, my God, that was it. Um, that was... I, if I didn't fucking react or I was just looking, changing the channel on the radio, I would have been toast. I would have been head on. Um, now, this was the most painful thing I think I've ever gone through. I'm not going to lie. It was the most painful thing I've ever done. And it broke my arm before, and it brought me to my knees. And again, I thought, I thought, it, was, I thought it was a heart attack. I really did. Um, and I, I'm crawling to my couch, like just trying to just, I don't know what to do. Trying to grab the ropes. <laughs> I was trying to grab the ropes, man. I was trying to grab the ropes. And then it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, and it subsided a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, heart attacks don't do that. <laughs> you know, heart attacks don't fade in and out, I don't think. At least not with what I'm aware of. So I was like, it's okay, it's not. That, but I got better. <laughs> right, 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 right. I have these healing powers inside of me. Uh, so now I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck was that? Um, and I looked at my stomach. And it looked like there was a fucking... Like I look, I look, I was with child. Like I'm sure you've seen, like you know, Molly when you know the baby's inside and like the foot is kicking against. No, the I, I just didn't look. I just okay. I was too busy doing other stuff. <laughs> the baby's kicking. I'm just finishing this game of fever. Oh, sorry, I've got always New Japan strong. <laughs> A little busy, dear. Sorry. <laughs> well, that was me. It. That's exactly what it looked like. And Cheryl's like, you look like you have a fucking child or an alien or some shit crawling out of you. You're gross. I'm not getting near you. And I was like, I agree. So I had that. And then, I can't believe I'm going to share this on a podcast, but what the, who cares, right? Who cares, Joel, right? Nobody listens, right? So last weekend, the top, to put a little chef's kiss on top of this fucking month, I go and I, well, it, was like, it was a Saturday night, and I'm upstairs with Cheryl, and we're watching YouTube videos and we're watching like Japan videos and Tokyo videos. And she watches this guy, Paolo, um, along, along with like that Chris Broad dude who's who I really like. Um, anyway, we're talking about ramen shops and we just look at each other. I was like, we got to get ramen tomorrow. Cause it's freezing cold here. It's just perfect ramen weather, right? Just, you couldn't ask for better ramen weather. So I'm like, Oh, fuck it. We're do that's we're we're fucking doing it. I'm gonna send you a picture, Joe. I'm gonna send you a picture of the ramen I enjoyed. Um went, we were like the first people in the fucking door. Enjoy oh, the first couple bites were fantastic. Just just oh, this looks amazing. What we got just this is like a, just a tonkatsu. Yep. tonkatsu ramen. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um it was wonderful. It was warm and soothing and delicious and flavorful and everything that I would want. Fan fucking tastic. Eat that, destroyed it. Ate the whole fucking thing. As a matter of fact, I didn't even eat the whole thing. I ate, I saw noodles left over, and Cheryl was like, can I eat those noodles? I was like, yeah. She, she fucking was loving life. Get in the car. I'm like, I just want to stop at um, like a convenience store by us because um, I wanted to pick up some stuff because I wanted to get some work done because truth be told, work has been falling behind for me. You know what I mean? Like I've been... I feel I don't feel like I've been pulling my weight, and that's always something that's on my mind, regardless. And now this, and it makes it worse. So I I've been working every weekend just to catch up, 
because during the day, I'm a fucking zombie. I can't do shit. Like one o'clock in the afternoon, I can't fucking see straight. I know I wouldn't talk. I said I wasn't going to talk about this seven minutes in. I'm still talking about it. So we go to the convenience store. Oh, but while we're driving at the convenience store, we kept saying, oh, that was delicious. That was, oh, man, that was, I'm really full. Yeah, me too. I'm fucking full. I couldn't fit another thing. Fucking so full. And I was full. And I was like, man, I probably got a fucking fart, something fierce too. <laughs> so we pull into the fucking convenience store. And I may have tipped my cards. And I was like, all right, let me just get out of this car. And I'm just going to fucking let one go, you know, before Cheryl walks around the other side of the fucking car. Joel, it was like Mount Vesuvius went off in my head. <laughs> I shit my pants. Like I have never shat my pants before in my fucking life. It was, it, it just came out all at once. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, we got to go home. We got to leave. We got to get in the car right now. Right now. And she's like, well, what's wrong? I was like, I can, we just get in the car. Get the fucking car. I'm sitting in the car. And I'm like, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, I fucking... She's like a little, I was like, no, I was like, roll down the window, please. I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, please just smother me at night because, because this is where it ends <laughs> because we are no longer, there's no longer any sex appeal possible. None. Hey, my, my, she's never going to listen to this. It happened to my wife on more than one occasion. One, one that sticks in my mind was being in a taxi. This is when we we're in China and us having to get the taxi to pull over, cut the journey short. While I she, remember you saying Kind of, yeah. yeah, she she ran to KFC and locked herself in the toilet there. And I had to get a KFC drinks cup to pass to her. Because Chinese toilets are not like the, the nice Western toilets we're used to. I had to pass her this <laughs> this KFC beverage cup, which she used to clean herself. Oh. So it's, uh, I, I, I still love her. I still look at her the same way. So don't judge yourself too harshly. It happens to the best of us. Thank God. Oh, my God. What? A, like, she threw in a trash bag. I threw out the, clo- the, the clothes I was wearing. Right in the trash. Right out in the trash. Uh, it was like, it, it, again, it was just like the perfect. Why not? Why not have that happen? That would be just fantastic. <laughs> just what a, what a cat. So to top it all off, thank you everyone for your well wishes. Thank you, uh, booze for, for stepping in on sh- very short notice. Um, I could not perform. We, we, we need to be careful because she is a better co-host than both of us. So <laughs> at some point, she's taken over this show. So. I know. I, I, I've, I'm listening. You guys are talking sumo. And that's the one thing I, I swear to you. I, I, and I've told you this before, that you have this ability of being able to bounce. It doesn't matter who's sitting in this in this mic, in, 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 on, on mic or a third mic or whatever. You do have this ability to be able to steer the fucking boat no matter who's there and make it interesting and compelling. So, hat tip well, to you. Booze and I have been friends, online friends, right? But friends for what four years now. So I, I hope there's a bit of chemistry there, you know. But right. uh, yeah, thank you all the same. I, I enjoyed doing the show, but uh, great to have you back. Thank you, everyone. Hi. So that's that. That's where we are. Uh, I can't say the shoulder is any better, any worse. Um, but you know, I got physical therapy, and if the physical therapy doesn't work, then uh, it's surgery time. And We'll see what happens. They, but they don't fucking know. They were actually talking about like giving me a new sack, like replacing the sack, <laughs> like taking out the old one because it's fucking not doing what it's doing or it's supposed to be doing, and like putting a new one in. Like, all right, I don't know, all right, <laughs> but yeah. 
and I guess the question is, is why don't you just do that now, Damon? Well, because my insurance has to, you have to go through the hoops to before they approve it. So I have to go through the physical therapy part first, then the surgery. So fuck me, fuck the USA. Not fuck the USA, <laughs> but fuck more fuck insurance companies because they all are a hunk of shit. A giant, like they're 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 in business to not pay. Let's let's be very clear. They love it when it takes that out of your check. Love it. But when it comes time to collect, oh, no, we don't want to do that. That's That wouldn't be good for our bottom line. Fuck you in the mouth. Thank you very much, uh, Independence Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Right in the fucking mouth. Thank you. Well, one group of people that Damon and I don't want to fuck in the mouth <laughs> are our friends over at HelloFresh, who <laughs> are good and, and they won't make you shit your pants they like uh, happened to Damon and, and my dear wife. So... Damon, tell us a bit about the the wonderful people over at HelloFresh. Well, wonderful is correct. And let me tell you something. I was so happy to hear that uh, HelloFresh, our good friends there, are back with the Super J-Cast and back with the Voices of Wrestling. That definitely, absolutely, 100% going to be sending you some some of their fine goods for you to sample. Definitely going to be sending them over here to me in Bangkok so we can both enjoy oh, them. Oh, is that right? Great. More authentic responses to... Uh, to, to their cuisine yeah yeah absolutely gonna happen definitely will happen 100 percent. you can <laughs> what? It's, it's no what is gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Why? why are you laughing uh, you i don't know it just seems that you're very uh specific in uh, the details of uh of that all right well listen oh, i will keep my fingers crossed if that happens um in the meantime you our loyal super jks listeners hop on board now's the time with hello fresh with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered where? Right to your doorstep. How convenient is that? Skip trips. Oh, mine's the- just arrived, Damon. I've, I'm opening it now. Oh, look at yeah, yummy. Oh, it's very tasty. <laughs> yeah, sounds wonderful. I, I, I like it. I, I also like the way that your postal system works, that you get deliveries at 5 a.m., but that's convenient. Did you notice how fast I cooked it as well? It's very, yes, yes, that's ease. That's ease of use with their seasonal ingredients and recipes. Hey, listen. I just couldn't wait. It's so bloody delicious that I just had to... <laughs> Dig right in. Just, 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 you gnawed on the box. Uh, listen, skip trips to the grocery store, Joel. You did, right? Five o'clock in the morning, you got yours, apparently. Uh, count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy and fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I don't know how it's doing in uh, Thailand, but I know when it's America's number one meal kit. They say so right here in the copy. Uh the new year, it's a great time to focus on what's most important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless, endless, put an eight on its side, endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh delivers pre-portions ingredients to your door, just like Joel, including Farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. It's going to arrive within a week, Joe, right? <laughs> right? Delivered by the farmer himself. <laughs> ah. So you get convenience without. Or herself could be a woman. It could be. I would hope so. I would hope so. I was watching uh, a little documentary about uh, farmers in uh, Fukushima where the um, reactor uh, and the uh, tsunami happened. Very interesting. Let me recommend that. Chris Abroad. Did a wonderful job. Like he needs the fucking P 
pimping. Uh, what was I'm I saying, Joel? Uh, Farm Fresh Produce. Have you seen this new set? Yes, the, the Isakaya. Yes, so cool. Fantastic. Do you think we should next yeah. time we go to Japan, that- we should lobby to get on his show? Oh, I would do it. Here's but here's the thing, him and like Natsuki, like like Natsuki likes Duran Duran and all these bands, and I'm like, oh, oh shit. we should get them to come to a New Japan show, get them to come to like Wrestle Kingdom or something. They talk about wrestling, they do. Like they'll talk about uh, New Japan, and talk- they've mentioned New Japan on on show. Cheryl's been like, oh my god, okay, we've got to do this. Yes, ne- next time we go over to Japan, we we are doing a collaboration with. I would Chris do anything. I, I would do a collaborate- collaboration now. What the fuck? Somebody get a hold of Chris Broad. Tell him I like the Duran Duran. Tell me we like the new Japan. Uh, yes, <laughs> please. All right. So listen, as we were saying, uh, that farm fresh produce show that arrives within a week, hmm, it's convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the long uh, line, holiday lines. There is no holiday. Well, there is. There's American Valentine's Day right around the corner. So you can skip it. Imagine that. Nice romantic little dinner at home. Thanks to HelloFresh. Look, here's the deal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. What are the free gifts? Do we know? Is it like a like a flashlight? What are you getting? <laughs> <laughs> What's the free gift? I'm curious. I now. think it just, just like a t-shirt. More food? More portions? Really? That'd be great. That'd be good for me. Uh, again, HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use the code VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I cannot guarantee that one of them will be a flashlight. All right. So that's what you need to do. Get on board. It's HelloFresh. Well, it should be. If the people of, of uh, HelloFresh are listening, that yeah. would be an amazing gift. At least oh. like a Tenga egg or two. I'll tell you what. I actually thought about buying one. Just I just want to try it. Like, I just want to see what it's oh, like. Absolutely. Okay, well, we've got a new segment for the podcast, and Damon reviews Tenga eggs. I swear to God, uh, if somebody bu- would buy it for me, I would do it. I'll tell you what, if somebody went halvesies in on me, I'd be like, all right, I'll do it. There's a Riley Reed one, you know. <laughs> There's a- I, I'll use a, a portion of the next uh, donations we get. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a Riley Reed flashlight. Just FYI. Like, imagine that. <sighs> That's what we've all wanted. Our I know. Favorite I know. Uh, adult entertainment stars distilled into the form of a, a little rubber egg. <laughs> right with a, a fucking giant cylinder. All right. So there you go. HelloFresh, VOW16, 16 free meals, three gifts. Do it. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Get on it. Get on it. Get down on it. Okay. And New Japan Pro Wrestling. David, we're all feverishly uh, checking the Japan immigration news to see yeah. when we can start getting some of our uh, some new blood over to freshen up the roster. Uh, just how excited are you for the grade one climax debut of one Shane McMahon? <laughs> well, I mean, that, we, we've seen some heavy hitters in that tournament. You know, guys like, gosh, Hashimoto, yeah. Kensuke Sasaki, Takayama, yeah. Shibata, Fujita, Kawada, Nakajima. But honestly, I think Shane McMahon may even be a step too far. He's almost too dangerous a striker for, for the G1 Climax. I'm scared. He does a little shuffle, does a shuffle of the shoes. Uh, why, why are we bringing up Shane McMahon's name? I, I, I'm missing something. Uh, he's just been booted out of WWE, and I thought it would be uh, Oh, he got amusing. booted? <laughs> yeah, he did? Yeah, apparently he was. Uh, he came back and was given the job, like, creative control over 
the the Royal Rumble and sort of booking plans going forward into Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. And from my understanding, he just like tried to book himself in really prominent positions. Like, all right, I'm going to beat up this guy. This guy's got a sell for me. I've got you know pin this guy and <laughs> annoyed everyone else. And then uh, Vince got fed up and kicked him out. Oh my goodness! <laughs> After like 24 hours. Oh my goodness! I can't, that is the most unbelievable thing I think I've heard in all of pro wrestling. That is that. I, mean, I haven't seen a, a guy torpedo his career in his father's eyes since uh, Roman from Succession uh, dick picked <laughs> his father. So uh, yeah, just an, an incredible weekend for one uh, Shane Mac. So yeah, we're all very excited to see him in New Japan soon. Oh, yep, I right, sign him up. Let's go. Let's get him in. He's a. Uh, I would I would say he's an odds on favorite to win the whole fucking shit and thing, right? God, imagine that that. That fucking Thanksgiving has to be awkward as fuck, right? That Christmas holiday, holy! I was just, I was thinking, like, sort of retrospectively, the the Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, who's Shibata's mystery opponent going to be? Everyone's sitting there waiting. Here comes money. Here we go, money talk. <laughs> ching ching, dollar dollar. <laughs> fucking Christ! Wow. Well, that's listen. Just when you think that your promotion's having some tough times, woo, you get that news. That's I did. I did not hear that. Now. Again, I haven't been online much lately, but that's fucking crazy. That's that's that might be the craziest thing I've heard. Mm. The McMahon's are just just they're they are certifiably insane, right? Like they they uh, are uh, absolutely. I mean, the whole company, this like multi-million or billion-dollar company, being booked around the whims of a 70 year old coke addict who's mind is slowly going down the shitter that's a choice unbelievable and like shane like shane is not 20 years old anymore he's got to be he's got to be like my age right he's got to be at least he's in his late 40s right you you see him skiffing his way down to the royal rumble and and poor matt riddle having to (laughs) to sell his punches right he's actually eliminating proper wrestlers from the matches just goodness good lord i mean i know we show in new japan and rightly so a lot of the time and i don't want to compare them to wwe because that is not an appropriate benchmark for success but still could always be worse it could you know what there was there was a moment when fucking harold may slid into that ring like he was fucking (laughs) like somebody and there was a moment where people were kind of holding their breath like what the fuck that might have been the closest we've ever gotten to uh oh, we're 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 not going this path, are we? Uh, no, he he was months away from inserting himself into the New Japan Cup. So. <laughs> I know that's, that's how it starts, Damon. It starts with just little innocent appearance ringside, and you never know where these things end up. Yeah, they love me. The fans they all clapped. I think I should win the belt. Mm. It's so, yeah. a really good impression of Harold May there. It's pretty good, right? Not bad. <laughs> All right, it's going to get into some of the news. Okay, so ah. Chase Owens uh, apparently has renewed his contract. He yeah. tweeted out, today is the last day of my New Japan contract, which he does every time his contract is up. Yep. And everyone goes, oh, yay. Oh, NXT. Um, I don't have any strong opinions either way, but I knew that he was going to renew because he does this every single time. Yeah. Uh, he's got a job there for life, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and and, and the guy who's, who flew out to fill in one of the young bucks uh, injuries, he couldn't make best of the super juniors, and Chase flew out there like on two days' notice, didn't he? So uh, that kind of stuff is appreciated by the company. He will always get on the plane. He's a company man, and you know whether or not you like him personally, 
uh, that kind of loyalty is valued by uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, yeah, he's going to be around for a while. Good. I, I mean, here's the thing. I, it, I, I don't see, like, AEW tearing down his doors to, to, to sign him. Right, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think. I think Vince would take one look with, uh, of him with his shirt off and be like, "No, I, <laughs> I can't say who the fuck this guy." Uh, that was my Vince, by the way, pretty good there. Um, yeah, so New Japan, he fits in, fits in like a glove. He's been here forever. Um, yeah, good for him. Two year deal, good, good job, good job. And apparently, Juice Robinson's contract is up soon as well. Uh, Do you think he gets but- resigned? Uh, I, no, I don't think they're going to offer him a new contract. I think he will just continue to do strong dates for them, but then he'll, he'll be free to sign a full-time contract with someone else. Like, let's maybe he signs for Impact or something, but that means he continue to will do the strong tapings and can do the big shows uh, stateside for New Japan, but without being a, a full-time contract wrestler. Because I don't think it makes sense for either party, really. I mean, if, if Juice is not going to get on a plane, why would New Japan offer him a contract right. when... And he seems happy enough just working independence, working impact, whatever, having the freedom to do that. So I don't know, I think it just works out for both parties. But again, don't read this. Like when you see Juice contracts New Japan, Juice Juice's New Japan contract has expired. That does not mean Juice is not wrestling for New Japan anymore. Right, correct. I, I, and here's the thing. Even if he... I, I tend to believe that even if he signed with AEW, which I don't think that's the case, but... Even if he did, he he would probably still work strong too. I want to be surprised at that as well. Um, although there is that TV thing, and I don't know if Juice has enough stroke to pull that one off. So maybe not. But let's put it this way: on Impact, he would have much better chance of making that happen for himself. And you know, I guess if you're an independent contractor right now, that's probably the. I don't know. Is that the best way to go? To have that flexibility to pick your dates? Yeah, I think so. that seems like the model going forward for a lot of these guys. That uh, a lot of them are, are having a, a contract with sort of their home promotion, their base promotion, but making sure that built into that contract is the ability to work outside dates as well. Right, right. I mean, there is something that we said about guaranteed money, and I have no idea what AEW's guaranteed money looks like for a guy like Juice Robinson. To me, I would think just the, the flexibility and the option of being able to work wherever he wants and have, a, as you called it, a home base is probably the best thing and, for And him. the ability to work time limit draws with Enzo in <laughs> high school gymnasium. So that's really important to wrestlers these days. You got to keep giving those gifts out. You know, you got to have that. <laughs> you got to have those videos keep coming. Imagine that booking. Woo wee. 30 minute fucking draw. God bless pro wrestling, baby. Woo. Okay, Lewis says, what does Damon think of Ozaki retiring? I'm going to miss his style of announcing. Also, a few of the bumps he would take. So, yeah, it's unfortunate His uh, he was going to have some retirement uh, celebration on one of the shows, but then the shows were cancelled, so he didn't get that. Oh. There was a, I don't know if it's already passed, I didn't watch it, a, a live-streamed event of his retirement with some of the Suzuki Goon boys, which they said they would broadcast live, but they would not be putting on demand. So it was like a one-time only deal. If you, if you didn't catch it, that was the end of it. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on Ozaki retiring as an announcer? So, I mean, I I, I didn't know he was, that was an option. I, that was ha- happening. Um, oh, is there any reason why that was given? Like, he doesn't seem like he's, a, you know, at the retirement age, d- d- is he? 
How old is a guy? Um, let me get up. I mean, I don't know. Long time New Japan ring announcer Kimihiko Ozaki announces his departure from New Japan. I've decided to retire from New Japan Pro Wrestling after the show on January 29th. It's been 19 and a half years since I started as a part time and valuable experience. I will start a new path. So, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a guy who's going to go get a job at HelloFresh. Right. He's going to start his own New Japan podcast, is what the plan is. Um, yeah, I mean, like that seems weird to me, doesn't it? Like, it just seems like uh, he doesn't seem like a guy who's at the that you would be thinking, oh, retirement. You know, he's doing. I, I'm going to be truthful. No, I hate to say it. Sounds like the money ain't coming in, and somebody's got to make ends meet, and so it's time for the old office gig. I could be dead wrong, but why would why would you leave that? Why would you leave that life? Seems like a really nice job. Seems like a really fun job to then go work in a fucking office. Right? Because I'm assuming that's what other endeavors mean. Hmm. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, one of my biggest concerns through this whole fucking shit was not necessarily even all the wrestlers. I mean, the wrestlers, yes, of course, that's the, 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 the crux of this podcast. The office workers and the staff and you know, the people in merch, the people on social media, the people that fucking keep the lights on, the you know, all those people that are in the background booking arenas, the people who fucking sell tickets, well, all of it. Those are the people that I would worry about because if money ain't coming in, guess where they're cutting first? And and correct me if I'm wrong, and we've heard rumblings about it. I know Naito's been yammering on about pay and cuts and all that stuff. Don't don't be surprised if it's if it doesn't stop at the wrestlers. It's it's there's there's a trickle down there. And we all know it. It's affecting us as well, listeners. They, our checks are not coming in like they used to. <laughs> they never came in. They don't. They hate us. Uh, all right. Let's have the last piece of news there. Uh, this is a, a little quote from a Kota Ibushi interview. He says, I haven't watched TV in over a year. Haven't played games lately either. If I turn the TV on, I just leave it on the HDMI channel with a black screen. Does he intentionally just say weird shit? <laughs> I, I, you know I, I mean? take it all at face value I, and I'm imagining him sitting in his apartment just staring at a blank screen with a big I, smile on his face come on you know what I mean like are you just intentionally just saying shit that people are going to be like this guy's a weirdo you know <laughs> that is it I mean if, if a non-New Japan fan like you know let's say someone wants to get into the product or you know we're on uh, Chris in Japan he's on his one of his YouTube videos and they're like, okay guys, guys uh, tell me about this uh, Ibushi fella is a massive weirdo. That, that's it. That's his gimmick in a nutshell, isn't it? Right. Right. And it's an adorable weirdo. Don't get me wrong. It's like this cuddly weirdoness. You know, people who can't fucking order extra ketchup tend to gravitate to him, you know? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, if he, uh, look, I don't know. You don't need to respond to that. I just wanted to throw it in but, as a little funny thing. But don't you think that, you, that he just says shit to say shit like that? <coughs> like, he doesn't. Like, if I lightly salted crisps and then add more salt, <laughs> right. then, because they're not salted enough. And he's the guy who fucking gets lost. He can't travel because he gets fucking lost. And he winds up in, in you know, 
I don't know. He winds up in, in. I think this is a big scam with uh, Chris Charlton. I think Chris is paying him saying, "Yeah, like, you just say something weird so I can tweet it out and <laughs> get some engagement." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah sure. I, I stare at the blank HDMI screen. How's that? Great. <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> right and send. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Uh, could you imagine hanging out with him? I would just be like, "Yeah, you're exhausting, dude. <laughs> you're fucking exhausting." <laughs> I'd rather what did for Kenny Omega, isn't it? <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather hang out with you if you shitting your pants, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that seems like I more... bet Ibushi does it, but he does it on purpose. Right, right. He's going to be like, "Hey, this would really get over with the guys if I just shit my pants." Uh, how's his arm? Did he mention anything about his dumb arm? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's he's pretty much there. He's okay. Very close to being back in wrestling shape so yeah we look forward to that soon um big big piece of news uh, i've saved the best or last new japan have announced windy city riot a major event emanating from the odium expo center in chicago on april 16 2022 we're looking at capacity of just over 2000 and as always with new japan they've horribly overhyped it they're like you know tweeting out stuff like oh you remember our madison square garden show and blah blah blah, blah. and then okay so we've got a nice little show in chicago fine but uh, i'm sure all the uh, our chicago based uh associates and listeners, I mean, I'm thinking people like Chris Samsa, Rich Kreish, they're all excited to go and, and see their favourites. We're going to get Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, Yuji Nagata, Tomohiro Ishii, Jay White, Finjuice, Tom Lawler, Jonah, Fred Rosser, Brody King have been announced so far. Do you think uh, that's going to sell out, Damon? I was going to ask you that. What do you say, 2,000 capacity? Chicago's a good pro wrestling town. I uh, think it will. I'm going to be optimistic and say it will do... At least 2,000. Okay, so you're setting the bar at two. Chicago is a good town, but Philly's a good town. And, I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think they got 2,000. Uh, I mean, one factor here is AEW has carved out Chicago pretty comprehensively so far. Yeah. But there's never been a solo New Japan show there. I can't believe I'm... Well, they have, they've had... In a singular New Japan show, is there, right? They had to have. Uh, not so? in my memory. I'm probably wrong, but uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 2,000. They got to draw 2,000, right? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like an instant sellout. No. But I think it will get there or get close eventually. And when? What's the date of that? Uh, that is on April 16th. They might not have baseball to contend with. I'm just thinking like what would be what would stop people from going to that show. And baseball might be the only thing, but there might not even be a baseball season. There might be a lockout, so it's a big baseball town in Chicago. Uh I don't know if there's a cross, you know, baseball pro wrestling. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let's give them the benefit of the fucking doubt for once. Sounds like a pretty nice lineup. Sounds like a pretty nice Yeah, there was a question from Multiverse Aces. What do you think the card will be like for Windy City Riot? Exactly uh, what you mentioned. Honestly, if you told me, write down the names that would be there to, to a team. I know those names have been announced, yeah. but I'm just thinking what kind of matches we're going to get. I mean, none of those people, apart the Tom Lawler out of those mentioned is the only one who's holding a singles title. So it will be nice to see uh, a high-profile, strong, openweight title defense because that usually gets left at the wayside for these uh, more high-profile US shows. Um, I don't know. Maybe one of those guys has won a, a singles title by then, you know, never title or whatever. We can main event with something like that. 
There might be a few other names announced. I, I would say out of all those names, Osprey probably the biggest name there, biggest draw there. You uh, think it's a yeah, singles they, match? They, they could... I, don't, I don't know if it's a guarantee he gets a singles match. That's, uh, it smells like no. a, it smells like a United Empire on top. Yeah, little Osprey tag action. And Cobb tag in against another two fellas. Yeah, I mean, if you have a gun to my head, I don't think we see a singles main event. Uh, really? No, I think we will. I think we'll get yeah? a singles title main eventing. Yeah, I don't know which one, but I think Lawler. I think if you want to put Lawler on top. That'd be something, right? Lawler Ishii. Let's do Lawler yeah, Ishii. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let's say Ishii gets the never title back from Evil, and I don't know Ishii against Ishii Brody King rematch for the never title, or Ishii Jeff Cobb maybe for the never title. Ishii versus Jonah. That would be good. Yeah, a lot you can do there. Yeah, there's stuff you could do. Come on, if they're creative, they can fucking do something, right? Come on, they can. They can. They can do this. They put the Lawler on top. Have him defend again. That's really going to be... You know what? If they did that, they would be really smart to do that. Like I feel like that would create some buzz. A, a, a Tom Lawler singles title match against a New Japan guy. Like a legitimate Ishii, New Japan Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you've said it, actually. Lawler versus Ishii would be a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Yes. Come on. And a good way to add some prestige to that strong title. Yep. By... Having Lola win. Yep. And Ishii could lie down, right? Like, who hasn't he lied down to? Do that fucking match, New Japan. Don't be a fucking coward. Do that match. Give the people what the fuck they want for once. Come on. Step up. Gutless cowards. Why won't you let us have the never open weight title defended on these shows? <laughs> Not never. Strong. We want to see action. Oh, come on. All right. Uh, what else? What else is in the news? I feel like I'm, I'm so out of the loop. I miss Shane McMahon. I, right. miss, I miss everything. That's all the news. That's oh. all the news. I'm going to very quickly talk about Lions Raw and Strong, and then yeah. we'll talk about this Red Pro show. So uh, Lions Raw featured AJ Visaji, I believe that's how it's pronounced. So, sort of quite a diminutive looking fellow who, this is quite odd. So, he's talking, Damon, and he says he doesn't actually like professional wrestling. He dislikes the wrestling part. Well, he's joined up with the, the, the Kale Dojo for, <laughs> for, for, for the experience. He wants to be a referee or a certified physio after he's done his training, oh. which uh, is an interesting angle. So, yeah, you know, everyone comes and says, oh, you know, I want to main event Wrestle Kingdom, whatever. But a guy coming in saying, actually, I'm not that keen on the wrestling. I'd like to be a physio or a referee. Interesting angle. So we uh keeping track of, of his progress, see how that pans out. Uh, uh, just the impression I get, David, they're really trying to give these guys the authentic preparation for moving to Japan. So if things do open up and they can slide them over to that dojo, they know, you know, all the routines and, you know, all the greetings in Japanese and the, the sort of protocols to show respect to elders and everything. So, yeah, they do seem to be, like, like I said, very authentic there. Uh, and just some of the activities that these guys do, it's like literally like topless, picking, piggybacking each other around town. Like imagine going out to your shopping and seeing that, <laughs> like the sweaty, muscular men piggybacking each other around town. I mean, there was some footage of a few like really bemused looking old deers just sort of staring <laughs> outside shops like, what the fuck is going on here? And I do want to take a moment to... Uh-oh. That's my alarm. Wake up. Wake up. Uh, Time, we'll talk about time for breakfast. Michael Richards. <laughs> Hello, fresh. Uh, Michael Richards, who, you know, he, he had his time in Japan before. It didn't work out, but he has 
boy, has he got himself into shape. Uh, Alan Forel on Twitter pointed out, quite rightly, he's looking like Bas Ruud now, and, and for real. He, just, he looks absolutely terrifying. He's in tremendous shape. And again, I spoke about him on previous weeks. He's a guy who I would be genuinely excited to see get a second shot in Japan because often it's those people on the second chance when you know they know they screwed up the first time that really motivates them to, to go out and make their mark. So that was Lions Raw. Uh, as for Strong... We started off with Alex Zane versus Arya Daivari. I have not watched much Arya Daivari. He does a move called the flying carpet where he gets a, like a, I don't know if it's a Persian carpet or I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I'm ignorant. I apologize. And then does like a top rope splash on the carpet on top of his opponent. There were some ring bell shenanigans, a little bit goofy, but I don't know. Maybe Strong needs a bit of levity. Who am I to say? Personally, I prefer watching the young lions beating each other up and that, which uh, we got in the next match where, Alex Coglin had his graduation match against JR Kratos and, and managed to beat him. So, uh, although early on, one moment that stood out was Alex Kozlov accidentally calling Alex Coglin Alex Kozlov. Uh, Damon, oh. have you ever accidentally called someone your own name by mistake? <laughs> I can't I, say I've ever I, done I haven't that. Damon, ever? Uh, no? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, at any rate, I. Wait, wait, I, I got a question for you. Have you, ever, have you ever done the old sex with, with someone said the wrong name? Uh, no, I haven't. Have you ever had sex? I never have sex. No, <laughs> I think I didn't do it once. I, one time it slipped, like it almost happened, but it didn't. I was lucky. I was like, For knowing you, you'd be shouting out Juice and Thunder Live. Yeah, I said, it would be a restless. Time. I was like, nah, never mind. It'd be gross. I'm not even, I even if I can't say it now, I, I told you that he shit my pants and I can't even say this line. <laughs> That's how bad this line would have been. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this Coglin. Kratos match. I, I love the way they built up to Coglin successfully getting the gut wrench suplex, and I mean also the deceptive mobility of Kratos. He can move. He's he's a fast guy despite his size. His nice little Fujiwara armbar tease at the end, and another tremendous feat of power with Coglin finally getting the German suplex, getting that breakout win after his uh, trial series of matches. I thought it was a really great long term story. Really fantastic way to mark Coglin's graduation to showcase all of his strength. Awesome job by Kratos for helping him get there. And, and a pretty great backstage promo from Coglin afterwards, which is worth checking out. And our main event was uh, Jay White against Christopher Daniels. Um, I thought, actually, they both worked really hard here, particularly Daniels. He, he took a lot of big bumps. And I wasn't particularly into the idea of him as a challenger, but he won me over by the end. I mean, th- this was not a match on paper that I was expecting to enjoy, but I came away liking it a lot because they both worked really hard. Um, so which Chris... Would you like to see Jay White fight next, David? I've got a list of Chris's here. Uh, I've got Chris Samsa, okay, uh, former Big Breakfast presenter Chris Evans, uh-huh. Chris Martin from Coldplay, oh. uh, football commentator Chris Kamara, Chris Eubank, the former boxer, and uh, Chris Akabusi used to present record breakers in the UK. So <laughs> any Chris's that you want to see Jay White fight next? Wow, I like that. I was going to go Chris Abroad, uh, being that we're, uh, we're, we're pining to be on the show. Uh, hmm, uh, Chris Martin. Do you like Coldplay? Uh, no, I hate them. <laughs> Why do you hate them? It's just overplayed. I, when they were in their prime, what was it? Clocks. You Clock. could not walk down the street without hearing. That's where my my dislike comes from. Lights go out and my dick gets hot. That's not how the song goes. I just made up those lines. But... I like one of their songs, The Scientist. That's a nice song. Scientist. Like all their other stuff. Yeah. The first album's really good. Yellow. Uh, 
yeah, it did kind of get a little cliched. But here's the thing, though. They are they are a stadium band. Like, every time I want to fucking thumb my finger at some... Thumb my thumb, my thumb, thumb my finger? Thumb, thumb, thumb. I don't know. Uh, Wave my willy at them. Yeah, every time I want to take out my cock and show them it... Um, like, I always come to stumble across some dumb fucking concert from, like, I don't know, fucking Buenos Aires or fucking... And the place is packed, and the lights, and the fucking... It's like, it looks like a real fun show. And every song you know. It's not like you go in there and be like, I don't know any of these songs. Oh, okay, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. I know that song. And you're singing along the next thing. You know, you're tapping your toes. Um, Yeah, I hear you, though. I, I, I will say that they are one of those bands. That, but I don't know. In the States... I don't think they got as much like in, in Europe and England. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. I don't think they got that overplayed. I just think they're a safe band. You know what I mean? Like they're a safe band. Like Chris Martin's not going to do anything fucking preposterous. You know what I mean? No, like it's sort, of, sort of like band or, or CD you could put on when your mum's there. She's yes. Like, oh, this is quite nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's it's there's nothing dangerous about them. Like there's nothing. Like to me, I I think I need a little. I need a little something. You know, I'll push the envelope a little bit. I don't mean musically. You don't have to be fucking Pink Floyd. But I'm saying just, I don't know, look like a fucking, I don't know. They just look like, I don't know. They're very safe. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Let's move on to the UK. So Rob says, will you be watching any of the UK events from the past weekend? Uh, Coglin, Suji, Shota, Kid and Osprey, all in action at RevPro and Wrestle Carnival. Uh, Chris said, I would also be interested in Super J takes on the New Japan affiliate talent wrestling the high stakes show mm. in the absence of any New Japan shows. Add Aussie Open to Rob's list also since they're part of the Empire. Uh, I did watch this. So you watched it as well. Actually, I, I, I didn't watch the whole show. I watched a few of the matches, the key matches, New Japan talent. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say it every time, but I'm going to say it again because it needs to be said. Rev Pro commentary and sound production Oof. stinks. It makes it borderline unwatchable for me. It's awful. And honestly, if they fix that, Rev Pro might be one of the best promotions on the planet. The booking, the in-ring quality is all there, but it is bad to listen to and bad to take in with the ears, isn't it? You know, when I went to that convenience store, Cheryl was like, did you just Rev Pro production in your pants? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I did. You could hear Andy Quilden down there going, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it is terrible." I, I hate. I hate to say it. It's. It's. It, here's what it is. In a nutshell, here's me in a nutshell. Uh, it's low rent. It feels. It makes a really good product uh, feel low rent. And I know. Look, it's their own money. They you know they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of disposable income for high-end production. I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen equivalent, like like pro wrestling promotion equivalents have better production. And it, it's not like it's a random show that we say this. It feels like every fucking time. And they go to that, that WWE school of shaky cam it drives me nuts. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I can't tell somebody to spend money where they don't have the money. Uh, what are you going to do? But it does make you look fucking low rent. Just saying. So in terms of the matches, what did I watch? So I watched Yotosuji versus Shota Umino. And I find it kind of thrilling seeing these former young lines in their proper gear in a decidedly un-young line style match. Just getting a little taste of future New Japan in 
this uh, magical post-pandemic world where everything's nice again and we, we have some new stars coming back. Uh, I think Shota's looking in better shape. He's more confident. Still got those young Tanahashi vibes. And Suji's in the middle of this storyline where he's uh, begrudgingly associated with the, the heel faction Legion. So he's learning more about working that style. But when he eventually knocked out uh, Lucian Phillips, I think it was, and started trading elbows with Shota, you could see the smiles on their faces, how much they were enjoying it. Yeah. And Suji had a really nice range of kicks he's added to his arsenal. I, I mean, I don't think Shota was bad at all, but Suji, to me, looked more impressive. That was my takeaway watching this match. Uh, although I did really like Shota's setup move before the Death Rider finished. He's still, you know, doing the little John Moxley shout outs. But uh, yeah, pretty good match. I like the match a lot. I, I, I mean, truth be told, um, I really didn't know the lineup that well. And I actually forgot that this match was on. Um, I thought it was really good. Like, I'm when I say really good, I'm in like three. I don't know if I'm going four, but we're somewhere in the middle. We're over three. You know, if we're, if we're talking, you know, just giving you an idea of what I thought. Um, I, I hate to put undue pressure on on guys out on excursion, but I, I just can't see how either of these two fail, right? Yoda Suji is going to be a star. Shota Umano is going to be a star. I, I just, I just like injuries aside. You know, I did say this about fucking Watto though. I just don't see how they could fuck it up. Like, I just, I just don't see how they could fuck it up. Um, I just feel like. It's, these two are slam dunks, I, and and I just again, I just don't see how they could fuck it up. Yeah, so good stuff from the pair of them. Uh, the next match that I watched was Akira against Game Kids, and Kid proudly repping the New Japan jacket. Of course, uh, I'm going to say it, Damon. Gabe is my favorite out of that cohort right now, and I will wow. ask you later on. We've got questions about the current crop of young lines. But with him, every time he gets into that ring, it feels like life or death for him. Mm. It feels like it just means everything, right? Nothing else in his life matters apart from beating the crap out of whoever's standing in front of him. And yeah. he's, well, he's, he's fucking people up, Damon. He looks like a killer. Yeah. I opening, think maybe the opening, this guy... The segment was that, that's for sure, yeah. Right. Maybe Gabe Kidd is the true successor to Shibata. I mean, actually, now I've said that, his wrestling style reminds me a lot of Tomohiro Ishii in terms of the striking, the, the, the pacing, the way the matches are laid out. But either way, if he manages to stay healthy, he is going to make serious waves this year because people are noticing now. People are talking about gay kids. I, I mean, look, I don't want to say... I, I don't want to put a promo that he bared his soul over, um, helping him, I don't want to say take a next level. But it did... I don't know. Maybe it, it kind of gave him extra motivation, maybe extra comfort, maybe extra mode. You know, I don't, I don't know. And, and for, for us, the fans of the product, it feels like it helped. I don't know. There was a, there's now a new formed connection and it doesn't hurt that his matches are really good. And you're right. There is that sense of it's danger. That, the Eddie Kingston match. That was a breakout match because I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, Boys of Wrestling, said that he thinks that's the best Eddie Kingston match he's ever seen. And he watches a lot of Eddie Kingston. So, mm. you know, G- G- Gabe Kidd going out there and giving someone like Eddie Kingston his best singles match in the eyes of someone who's watched a lot of those matches is is a pretty great accomplishment. And I loved it. So I think the sky's the limit for this guy. So there's three right there. I mean, on one show where you're... It feels like you're literally seeing the future in front of you. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, of those three, do you think Gabe's the best? I'm not going to, I can't say the best. I think I am enjoying him the most. Okay, your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. That's something. That's something. Yeah, I like this match too. I thought this was a fun match. Um, every match he's in, though, here's what I like too. A lot of singles matches we're seeing from, from out of Gabe Kidd, right? I like that. He's getting a lot of, a, a taste of a lot of different styles like that. And he's shining in every one of them. You know, it's like, okay, we got something here. Like this was, this is a really good. All right, let me ask you this: Was this better than the Kingston match? Wow, I can't, I, I can't go with you on that. Although I did like this one a lot. Okay, I thought the Kingston match was very special. I did too. I did too. I, I, either I, way, you know, we're splitting hairs over two pretty great matches. They're, I think they're the a, same category, right? Don't you think? Uh-huh. Like they're right. in the same world. Uh huh. Agree. Yeah. That's something. I'd say something. Uh, okay, I didn't watch anything else apart from the main event. So, were there any other matches on the undercard that you would like to talk about? Uh, I, look, I think we would be. Uh, it would be a, an error on our part to not talk about, and it's not like this is the first time we've said it, and it won't be the last time. That's for fucking sure. And it's not like other pro wrestling podcasts haven't said the same thing. Aussie Open. Let's be truthful here. These guys are fucking great. And I cannot imagine how, like, the day that they're allowed to get into fucking Japan, how how New Japan is not just falling over themselves to fucking lock these guys down. Like, they are, to me, I mean, are they the, are, are they, oh, would they be the most important free agent signing for New Japan. Like if New Japan could lock these two down, I think that would be massively great. Uh, and I know it's a tag team and I know it's weird to say that because usually you're talking about singles wrestlers. That I just think there's so much talent between those two guys um, that New Japan would should be, should be tripping over themselves to fucking shove a contract in their face if and when they open up borders. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're you you know what I mean? Like you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, hey, look at some random cards, or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards. It sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing, you know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, I'm setting these things off. It's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And I'm even excited about the possibility of a a freer borders uh, World Tag League with getting Aussie Open and getting West Coast Wrecking Crew and getting Violence Unlimited with yeah. Brody King, Chris Dickinson. Um, they could actually, I mean, I, I, I have enjoyed the tag division recently, most in part to the work of Dangerous Techers, but it definitely needs a, an injection of fresh air. I mean, all the divisions do, not least the tag division. But yeah, I mean, we just keep, <laughs> Krusty is coming, Krusty is coming. Yeah. They'll have it one day, won't they? I'm sure. One day, one day it'll happen. I mean, I, pro- I promise. <laughs> I promise. Uh, yep. But I, I'm, I'm every time I see them, I'm, I'm so impressed. And every time I see them, I just think, man, how would they look in a new Japan ring? And I just think they would just fit in like a glove. Yeah. And we know the company's keen on them. Yeah. Uh, they've worked new Japan shows in the past. So again, just wait, come on, Japanese government, you know, Omicron infects everyone. It's not just foreigners. Let us in. <laughs> Let us help increase those numbers. <laughs> right. Uh, so the main event was uh, Osprey versus Michael Oku. <laughs> Damon, do you remember when people were saying that Will Ospreay wasn't a convincing heel? Yeah. You remember those days? Oh, you remember sure. people saying that? He had this York Hall crowd in the palm of his hands. Yeah. They were they were living and dying by everything Oku did. And Ospreay worked that like a veteran. I mean, we forget he's only been doing this heel stuff for not even two years yet. And I, I really enjoyed the match. It was long. I mean, if you're into the flippy doos, there's an absolute feast here. The table bump was nuts. looked incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it was like 47 minutes, I think. And I don't usually love long matches, but I still found this really enjoyable, uh, despite not being a huge Michael Oku fan. I mean, Oku played his part for sure. I don't think he's charismatic enough to make an impact, a significant impact in any other companies. I think he's he's just fine in RevPro. But I enjoy the hell out of Osprey just being a massive twat here, basically. The last 10 minutes was fantastic as far as the wrestling went, but that closing couple of minutes was such... Great heel work from Osprey. I was cackling away. What a bastard! Yeah, I thought I thought Oku was really good as like kind of like the the 
the underdog baby face, you know, I thought I like I did, I thought he did a good job there. Um, okay, well, before you talk about Osprey, then let me ask you: Would you have Michael Oku in, let's say, uh, Best of the Super Juniors? I'm going to say depends. Like, if I have, if if there are other options on the table with other people, there, I, I mean, I would re- like to see, you know, like a, you know, Rio Lee back, you know. Uh, so it really depends. Um, the, but I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like if they said if they said you know he was in, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Would you? I wouldn't have a problem with it. No, no, I'd be really excited yeah. because you know, yeah. he's a he's a, one of my fellow countrymen, and I always like to see them doing well. Uh, yes, yeah. well, as long as they're not cancelled. And he's <laughs> he did get cancelled, didn't he? He said some bad stuff in a group chat. I don't know. I don't, Everybody's cancelled at this point. I don't. I, I can't canceled. keep track. I've, I've said I, terrible things. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I can't keep track. I, it's it's I don't know who I got to hate this week. You know. Uh, but yeah, talk to me about the match, uh, and particularly Will Ospreay's heel work. Outstanding job. I mean, look, sometimes, you know, when real life blends over to pro wrestling, it does make it a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but, you know, it's you just kind of ride the wave a little bit. Um, sometimes that can get a little bit too crazy. You know, we've seen situations with Michael Elgin, where Michael Elgin pops back in Chicago, of all places, and it was like, ooh, that was not going to go over well. Um you know, in this case, it, it it really straddled the line between. I know you're waiting for the Duran Duran line. I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, you know, between what's real and and what's what's pro wrestling, and I think Osprey worked it to perfection. Really, um, I thought the match was really outstanding. I did think it was a little long. Like they they they. They, it was over thirty minutes, right? Forty-seven. Whew. That's a, a lot long of people time. are going to look at that and think that, ah, oh, you know, miss me with a forty-seven-minute Will Ospreay match. I, I think it's worth checking out. I really do. I do too. I do too. I think I think people should go out of their way to see it. Um, yeah, don't be scared by the forty-seven number because because uh, like, like I said, I thought I, I was like it went over thirty, right? So that's that. If that gives you any frame of reference, of I didn't, it didn't overstay its welcome. But now that you said that number, it was like, yeah, I did spend a long. Like when I got the five, like, 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 or you know, when I'm on the site and trying to fucking watch the fucking thing, uh, you know, you you look at it and it's like, oh my god, it's a fucking four hour show. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what, how am I gonna watch this? Um, but yeah, it's uh, don't let that scare you away. I think this match. Uh, let's put it this way. Um, I think it was one of the best matches of 2022 so far, right? One of the yep. better matches. I, I would put in a top 10 somewhere, right? Yes. Yeah. I think, I think people need to go out of the way and watch. Great. Um, okay. So we've talked about a lot of these guys already, but I want to draw your attention back in time, the standings for the 2019 Young Lion Cup. Uh, I'll tell you what, let me, let me send you the tweet that I sent. Maybe you've seen this already. But uh, just for the listeners' benefit, we have Carl Fredericks with 12, Shota Umano on 10, Renarita 10, Alex Coglin 8, Clark Connors 8, Yota Suji 4, Michael Richards 2, Yuya Uemura 2. I think it's a, a good opportunity to revisit these guys, where they are now in their careers. Let's add Gabe Kidd into the mix. You, you know, want to add the DKC and Kevin Knight in there too? Go for it. I have been asking people on Twitter who would their top five be based on recent output. So 
looking at those names, and again, throwing Gay Kid into the mix, who would you rank as your top five wow. of this crop at the moment? And I'm just very interested to see if Carl Fredericks is going to be in there. He might he not. Was the guy all of us were anointing. You know, he looked the part, he was getting the push, and we thought, wow, this guy's going to be a big deal. But I don't, is he going to crack your top five? Because he's not in mind, Damon. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you've got to go Shoda above him. I think you got to go Coglin above him. I think you got to go Clark, Clark Connors above him. Uh, Gabe Kidd? I mean, you know, Gabe Kidd has had quite a few singles match, great matches. Give me the, give me the latest. I mean, it was like the middle of last year, the last time Carl Fredericks had a really good singles match, right? Feels like it was forever. Hmm. I don't think he makes my top five. I think he's in the top 10, obviously. And, and I think he's on the bubble. All you need is all you need is just a little showcase match. But yeah, there are guys that are starting to lap. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Fredericks is not the top guy anymore. The, how, what does that say about the roster? What does that say about, and especially in our troubling times? Huh. I'm jumping with a question. Dr. Gary says, I've been thinking about Lions Den slash Young Lions in general. Do you think we're living in a bit of a golden age for the yes. Young Lions system? Three active dojos, Narita, Suji, etc. on excursion, plus all the LA guys. Does this mean a golden age for the main product in a couple of years? Yeah. It sure does. Fucking hope so. I mean, I mean, we need something to look forward to, don't we? You do, but it's like, here's the thing. It's like with sports and your favorite team. You know, you have a window where you're a championship team. And you might fuck up in the playoffs, or you might fuck up in the championship game, or maybe, hey, you take home some fucking trophy. Great. It's hard to repeat. It's hard to get back in the mix. Okay. And then there's that, you know, the years where you're rebuilding. I mean, that might be us. I mean, COVID and shows being scrapped and fans being you know, cut in hand, you know, all that shit plays into it. But yeah, I mean, this is what we're looking at right now is a really. If you if you like following a promotion or following a sports team or following something like that, to me this is is one of the more exciting times. Especially like we have blue chip studs there. Like that that lineup right now, the top guy that was what a year or two years ago is now really your fifth guy. How exciting is that? A guy that everybody was like, strap the fucking rocket to. Fifth. And you know, just all you all he needs is, and we're not saying that, that that's because you know, lack of talent or lack of effort or like, no, that's just, you know, we just let's just put a little little spotlight on the dude. Let's give him some big matches. Let's give him some, some, some marquee shows. Let's have him travel a little bit, right? Wouldn't it be nice to see him on one of these Rev Pro shows? That'd be nice. Give him a little spotlight. All we need to do is just turn up the heat a little bit on the guy. We have, we are, we are like our feeder system, our AAA, our AHL, or whatever you're, you know, whatever. What's the feeder system for Premier League, Joel? Uh, what, the championship. Okay. Okay. The division that's below the Premier League. Yeah. And then th- that's where, that's where young talent goes to. Hone their craft and then they go up to the big league. All, you know? all talent. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but you get my point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. this is uh this is where we are. So yeah, you're you're Tokyo Dome in three, four, five years. Whoo. 
We're, if I'm I, making my top five, I'm, I'm having Gabe number one, okay. Coglin number two, okay. Ren number three, okay. Shoulder, Suji number four, okay. Clark Connors number five. Oh, okay. And that's not, kind of, and I really want to put Yuyo Uemma in there, but it's a, a what have you done for me lately kind of deal. Right. And he just hasn't reached that point in his excursion yet where he's out there having uh, significant singles matches. But right. it's just, the, the, it's not big gaps as well. It's really close. And I just, I love it. I love all these young, hungry, talented guys all jockeying for position wanting to, to be the top dog in the class. It's, and it only means good things for New Japan. Yeah. And the good news is that in six months, that list is going to change. You know what I mean? Like that list will prop that that list is a fluid list that will that will move with how the spotlight is shined on them. Yes, it, like if you're looking for like if you're down on New Japan for any reason, if you're looking for a little little sunshine, may I suggest let's get get on board with these kids because because the, the, these guys are absolutely a thousand percent the future of this company. And 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 where they are now, it's it's like it's like think of, it's like thinking about an iPhone, you know, an, an iPhone, how it fucking and even like mobile phones in general, like ten years ago, a fucking iPhone compared to a ten ten uh, like an, an iPhone now, it's like night and day, it's like you were talking with a fucking brick in your hand. Now look at it. So and ten years from now, we'll be like, oh, what do you mean you carried a phone? It's not implanted in your brain. That's that's science for you. That's funny. I uh, we are promised flying cars, Joel, and I've yet to see that. So I'm a little sour on that. At least a hover bike. I think we have that, don't we? Don't we have hoverboards? Hover you want a hoverboard? I would rather have a hover bike. I'm gonna sit. I don't want to stand. I'm gonna sit. You know what I want? I want to. I want to. Uh, what were they? The land speeders? What were they fucking called? Oh, like yeah, Star Wars. The Star Wars. Ones. Yeah, I want that. I thought you were gonna say lightsaber. I was gonna say I, I don't, don't trust you with a lightsaber. I'd cut off my fucking head right now. Uh no, I'm gonna land. Is it a land speeder? Is that what it was called? Yes. Okay, that's what I want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hover that's around. A new campaign, <laughs> Red Circle. Get Damon a land speeder. Right, I want a flashlight. I want to jerk off on my land speeder. <laughs> flashlight. <sighs> right, land speeder and flashlight. Okay, okay. Let's move on to some questions right. our discord went a bit mental oh uh, why can you, wait, can, you, very... can, can you can you talk to me a little bit about this discord here just for a second what happened what do you mean because you said for like there are like when you close out the show you're always like all right just send me a direct message i'll give you a link okay. to the discord right. and then so why, why is it closed basically yeah yeah, yeah. not it... not only that but then the last show i remember being on you're like look we had a fucking problem and don't even bother asking for it because you ain't going to get it. <laughs> okay, so... You don't have to name names. I don't, I don't want to name this no. person because yeah. I don't want to give them the oxygen of publicity. But okay. there was a person with a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. who was just absolutely plaguing our Discord, uh, just talking about the same things over and over again, just being uh, argumentative, uh, just hijacking every single thread to change it to talk about what he wanted to talk about. And... Every time he was asked to stop, uh, he, he said, okay, I'll stop. And then five minutes later, he's doing it again. Just a, a serial poster. Man, man cannot log off. Okay. Uh, and every time his account was banned, then he would just make a new one oh. under a different name and pretend to be someone else. And these just escalated into just absolutely insane scenarios where this person signed up with two accounts simultaneously pretending to be different people. Arguing then, with each other? 
arguing with each other, not only that, accusing each other, one accusing the other of being a sex worker. And I was like, what is, what's happened to our pro wrestling discord? This is insane. <laughs> so Booze had the, the, the corrective, the only way to do this, because this person now is now doing it in the Voices Wrestling Discord and has completely ruined that. Oh. Uh, Booze, the, the only way to solve it was to just lock it down and no more mm-hmm. invites. The only way to get an invite is to ask one of us on Twitter I'll send you a one-time invite. You click on that. Okay, you're in. And that invite doesn't work anymore, right. which of course is going to put a ceiling on growth. But when have we ever cared about growth, Damon? <laughs> right. right. So I, I understand why Rich and Joe don't want to do that for their Discord because they want to promote that growth. But you know, if you want to get a little taste of the insanity, you can uh, head over there because uh, we ain't dealing with that anymore. Yeah. I'd rather have a close-knit, good conversation. You know, everybody... Like, why would how, Why would anybody do that? That is just like... I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I have whatever. I don't know. Like what joy? So this is a person who who has uh, catfished Snowboy. If you remember, if you remember ah, Snowboy. my boy Snowboy. He catfished Snowboy by joining his Twitch streams and pretending to be show. He's just got this sort of pathological obsession really? with show, editing shows, Wikipedia articles to say that he's slept with all these wrestlers. Absolutely zero evidence. It's just. And again, those are the sort of talking points that crop up again and again. So if you see someone new joining a Discord and they start talking about show or uh, cricket sign, yeah. or coding, then you know who it is. Wow, that's a shame. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's that's and and everyone at the at the Discord. You know, you try to have a you try to have something nice. Try to have something nice and gets ruined. It gets ruined. Well, we fixed it. We fixed it. Okay. Thanks to Boost. That should, All right. Geez doesn't take any shit from anyone. All right. That's what I really like about her. Yeah, yeah. She... But, okay, when I say Discord went mental... Sorry. Okay. No, 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 okay. Uh, when I said the Discord went mental, everyone seems to want you to talk about... Me? NFTs. Me? Yeah, they want you to talk about NFTs. Or, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know what how to... deep you are into NFTs. I think people... You keep were... saying okay. NFC, and I don't know what an NFC <laughs> is. NFT, a non-fungible token. Are you familiar with non-fungible tokens? No. What, okay. What, okay. I don't know what I don't I don't I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right. So let me a read a fungible token? Not fungible. Fungi- fungible. Fungible. Is that yeah, a word? Like, cannot cannot be changed, yeah. Can't okay. be changed into something else. What is All right, it? so let me let me read the questions first. So oh. Mitch says, When do we get the funny faces of show NFT collections? Try and get House of Torture over with Western audience. That is my question. Uh-huh. Andrew says, moving away from NFTs, what is it about Tetsu Naito that causes some Western fans to massively undervalue his importance and influence, not only to New Japan, but the wider Japanese scene? And that is my question. You know, I'll save that for later, Andrew. But it got lumped in with the NFT stuff, so it's there for now. Uh, Dominated Dance Enthusiast says, moving back to NFTs, though, how likely is it that El Fantasmo has a pro NFT promo in the next year just to be an edgelord? If New Japan puts out NFTs, will Tilt TVSI copyright strike them? Aspir says, ask Damon to use this meme template using New Japan wrestlers after said explanation of NFTs. Boo says, who do you think puts out an NFT first, Rocky or Colt Cabana? That is my question. <laughs> you have no idea what NFTs are, so I think people... Is it a, are, like a video, or what am I doing? Like what... Okay, are you familiar with cryptocurrency? Yeah, like Bitcoin, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I'm um, familiar. I mean, I don't know everything about it. I heard of it. Let's put it that way. I, know, I mean, I know it's like this fucking, like you mine it and shit. Like I, like, like I, I know words that are around it, but I don't yeah. know what the fuck it means, right? Okay. Um, I mean, you know how I'm running off all our listeners one group at a time. It's the turn of the crypto bros here. So if you're into crypto and NFTs. Oh, and listen, because I'm going to destroy it because I have no idea. Oh, it's a, it's a form of crypto? 
basically it's it's sort of an, an add-on for that so if you're into that kind of stuff and you like it and think it's good i'll save you the time you can just hit unsubscribe now i'll do you a solid <laughs> save you the time to listen to me you can make the reddit thread now saying oh it's insufferable listen to this podcast really, really. so but i don't know what it is book, so you can't believe i'm gonna explain yeah, it um I've, most of this is this book i'm reading attack of the 50 foot blockchain so the short version is uh it's a massive fraud <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> okay. bit longer version is that a, a nft a non-fungible token is on the surface supposed to be a, a, like a unique digital collectible you know for example it's a link to i don't know a digital image of cartoon hiromu's willy with a, a particular serial number that allegedly nobody else can own it's supposed to have like exclusive ownership and oh, okay. you know, the most famous ones doing the rounds now are these like pictures of cartoon pictures of monkeys wearing <laughs> different hats and accessories that people are paying ridiculous amounts of money for when we say uh, ridiculous what... amounts of money what do you mean oh, thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands for a picture yeah can't you for di- a digital picture yeah a digit, right? It's not like like it's like the fucking Mona Lisa. It, you're no, right. okay. no, like the kind of it you could right click and say that. That's what I'm asking. Like, why can anybody computer. just do that? Like, what? I mean, yes, they can. But if you did that, you wouldn't own the original, legitimate owner of it. Who would care? Like, well, I, I guess a good question. Like, I guess like, here's the thing. Like, everything has value, right? Like, so like if I collect Duran Duran 12 inch singles, right? Like, and I there's a value because this one's really rare and it's only available in Japan. Blah blah blah. And I'm gonna pay. Five hundred dollars for it, right? Um, and people within the Duran Duran twelve-inch single collecting community might be like, "Oh my god, you got a great deal!" And oh, I've always wanted that. That's worth the money. But if I took that same fucking Duran Duran twelve-inch single and said, "I got, come up and see me, make me smile," live version from fucking Buddha, and and people would look at me like, oh, "Who gives a shit?" Right? So I guess within the sphere of NFTs they've created their own value but it's primarily worthless right outside yes, of that yeah, world you don't physically get anything that's correct uh, and from what i can gather they've all turned out to be scams so far like yeah. uh there, there was one evolved apes where the guy who started it just disappeared overnight ran off with everyone's money because nft from my understanding of it nfts primarily exist for the benefit of the crypto grifters they're there to lend uh, uh, credibility and functionality to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, which are themselves a massive, uh, a bigger fool scheme. They're Ponzi schemes. Where That's what I'm saying, was you, it? Isn't it? Yeah, right. like it's a, that's you, you it's get, like a new school Ponzi scheme. It feels like okay, yes. okay. yeah, absolutely. The markets are artificially manipulated by people using it for money laundering, uh, making ransomware, uh, people selling drugs, selling child porn. This is Ooh. the kind of stuff we're dealing with here, and and the value of the imaginary magic beans that you have depends entirely on finding someone else to believe that right. and pay you more money than you pay to buy them off you. Right. And that, that's after the miners and the service providers are taking their cards. So it's not even a zero-sum game. It's a negative-sum game. Most investors won't be able to cash out what they've put in. Like it, It's like a massive casino. And, and on top of that, the whole thing uses a, an obscene amount of energy apparently it's nearly one percent of global usage like really the same amount of energy usage as uh, the country of bangladesh which has a population of 166 million people what you know people for the, this crypto mining they are using what does that mean huge... crypto mining like like what like... okay basically they've got huge warehouses running thousands of high-powered computer processes day and night to run what is essentially a jumped up spreadsheet to get these crypto coins so 
basically anyone involved in this is either a con artist, uh, a criminal, or a money mark. Wow. And they're collectively contributing to the increasingly rapid destruction of the planet. I, I mean, now, what would be the counter point- argument? Okay, so, okay, now, point taken, Joel. Uh, what would be the counter argument? Like, what would someone say, okay, got you all great, Joel. You fucking, you fucking asshole. Here's, here's why this is great. Here's why this is the future. Here's why blah, blah, blah. Like, what is the argument for this nonsense? Uh, they will say, you don't get it. Uh-huh. You don't understand. And uh-huh. they will reel off a bunch of jargon deliberately designed to confuse you and trigger your FOMO, like make, make you feel that you're missing out on something. Okay. Where, like I said, it's just, it's a big cult. And the whole, the, the, the operation, the success of it hinges on getting people to feel that they don't really understand it, but they're missing out on something. They're missing out on the possibility of making it big and getting rich without really knowing what it's about. Yeah. Mm. Well, all right. Look, I'll guarantee you right fucking here and now that there is no way I will ever invest in a digital picture of anything. Uh, when I can, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I can get a picture for, I don't, I, like I, here's the thing. I don't see the value in it. Here's what, I, and again, I'm speaking for me. I don't see the fucking value in it. Do I see a value in a fucking Duran Duran 12-inch single? Yep. Would I pay 500 bucks? Uh, maybe, right? But again, I, I would only be able to resell that within the Duran Duran fan community, which is not that vast. Now, if cryptocurrency is becoming a wider audience, we're, again, a sucker's born every minute, right? So, you know... This is the thing. At some point, you imagine they'll run out of suckers to lure in and the electricity costs will outweigh the incoming money, like literally going up in smoke. The bubble will burst and then I will laugh and, and drink up all their salty, salty tears. <laughs> See, I don't. here's the thing, though. Like, I don't like the fact that, you know, the, the information that you provided, that, you know, that it's really not great for the earth. Um, that's that's disappointing to hear, number one. But uh, again, I'm I will never tell someone how to spend their money. I'll 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 hand wave you and be like that's that doesn't sound like something I'm going to fucking do, dude. Yeah. But knock yourself out. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like just how you explain it just doesn't make any sense. Now, if somebody wants to enlighten Damon and be like, no, it's this, that, nothing, I'm still not going to fucking do it. Here's the thing, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I care fucking less. Uh, if you are going to make billions of dollars doing it, mine your fucking heart out. I just, I just don't see. Again, just on the surface, it's a picture that you have in your computer. No, not even that. It's like a link to a picture. Oh, so the picture's not even like you can't even have it on your. Yeah, it's like you have the key to the serial. Yeah, you have ownership of that. But you know, someone could change. Yeah, (laughs) I was about to say change servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, they're roping in celebrities to try and lend them credibility. And it's all just boils down to like, I don't know, it'll be someone, uh, an investor in Hong Kong or something who has one of these NFTs. They buy it for 10 bucks, then they buy it. They sell it to themselves for a hundred bucks and they sell it to themselves for a thousand bucks and sell it to themselves for 10,000 bucks. Get some buzz. And then try and sell it to some sucker. Oh, look look how much this is going up and down. You've got to buy it now. Oh yeah, I'll buy that, you know, $20,000 and then disappeared. I mean, I, I'm gathering that's happened a lot, right? There's yeah, no regulation on it, right? Yeah, there's no, regu- no, that's yeah. the whole point. That was the whole appeal for, for the crypto bros that, oh, this is unregulated. But that means 
you know, if you make a mistake and fuck up your transaction, yeah, send it to you, the wrong me. person or, yeah. or someone tricks you into giving them your details, uh, sorry, you're out of luck. You're not getting that back. Yeah, it seems like the wild, wild west, man. Sorry, it's, that's it's too. A, it's it just doesn't make sense. B, it's that seems like the wild, wild west. And C, I have no desire to own a fucking digital picture whatsoever. I don't care what it is. If if, if that's your thing, go for it, my man. It's your money. I I'm gonna tell you how to do it. <laughs> now that said, in answer to Mitch's question, I would buy a funny faces of show. NFT for uh, I would pay ten dollars for that ten and just keep it for myself. I would not sell it on. I want a funny faces of show NFT. So if anyone wants to make that for me, I'll buy it from you. Are there um, people in our Discord that are involved in this? I don't think so. I think people in our Discord are by and large sensible human beings. <laughs> I could be wrong, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if there's any of you on the Discords or our listeners who are uh, crypto bros and would like to explain it to me, uh, then don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't care. But I mean, in a strange way, I do. Like, I would love to hear from someone. And eh, you know what? I really won't. Don't. I'm, I really don't want. But no, I'm. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's too short. Yeah, it really is. Knock yourself out. Go buy your fucking digital art and whatever. Knock yourself out. But that, I'm sorry, I didn't give you a bigger reaction. I, I, I think everybody was building this thing up for you guys. That I was going to be like, what the fuck? I don't. I, Again, it's your money. Spend it on whatever dumb shit you want. Spend it on a flashlight. That seems like a better idea to me. I don't know. So in terms of this this table of people who don't, New Japan wrestlers who don't invest in crypto, okay. do invest in crypto and oh, do New know Japan. what cryptocurrency is and does, uh, doesn't know what cryptocurrency is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, when uh, Boo suggested Rocky, I, I can totally imagine... Uh, Rocky being the sort of person who I would put under uh, does not know what cryptocurrency is and does invest in crypto. <laughs> so he's, he's in the locker there. room like, bro, you got to get in on this, man. <laughs> yes. know, he's he's the fucking modern day phone card seller. Dude, fucking Jim Neidhart. Every fucking show I was on with Jim Neidhart, he was always trying to fucking sell me phone cards. Every motherfucking show. <laughs> and it had to be at least five different shows that he was on that I was on with him. Hey, brother. You, you, the phone cards. I swear to God. I'm never... Yeah. It's like the modern-day phone card thing. Yeah, he's in the lot. Dude, you got to get in on this. Imagine explaining it to out. fucking... Out. Yeah, explaining it to, like, Juice Robinson. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Rocky. Okay, yeah. Okay, Juice Robinson, I'm putting, does not know what cryptocurrency is, does not invest in crypto. Yeah, does not. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., I'm putting, does know what cryptocurrency does is, not. does not invest in crypto. Correct. Um, and El Fantasmo, I'm putting, oh boy. does know what cryptocurrency is, does invest in crypto. He knows. He's in on the scam. He is out there trying to yeah. swindle you out of your money. You feel like he, yeah. He's huh. a crypto, what do they call it? Crypto bro, bros? Is that what it is? Crypto bro, okay. yeah. And yeah, Dominator Dante enthusiast. Uh, ELP should definitely do a pro NFT promo yes. in the next year. If he's listening or if someone is listening who knows ELP, tell him to do that because yeah. I will be a hooting and a hollering. That's what he should be doing. That Yeah, somebody should be doing it. Somebody should get on that fucking shit and do that. And again, to be clear, I don't care what you do with your money. So don't fucking get all, if you're into it, don't get your fucking undergarments in a bunch. I don't care what you do. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think Joel you does either. What's he, instead? So he, it's awesome red circle. It's a better investment. It really is. 
I feel like I feel like yeah, at least you get a laugh or two out of us. You may be like, oh, what fucking assholes. But at least, at least something. I don't, I don't, from what you described, unless there's something else that you completely missed the boat on, it does not feel like it's anything I'd be interested in. No. Um, question here from Inring Art. It says, Hockey Damon, are my oh. LA Kings a playoff team? Ah, I like Hockey Damon. And I'm doing the hockey the question now because usually I just put them on the backlog and then by the time I read them to you, Aww. the sport that it involves no longer exists because of the time that's elapsed. So you're going to have this one now. Uh, LA Kings, uh, they're like in that middle bubble area, right? They're, they they have good patches. Problem is that they're West Coast, so it's hard for me to watch a lot. Um, are they a playoff team in the West? You know, I didn't expect the Ducks to be as, as good as they are. Um yeah, I think they're a playoff team. I think they could squeak into the playoff. They have to have a good February and March, though. Um, but they're not a bad team. Not bad. Jonathan Quick scares me in goal, though. i got to be honest. Uh, I'll say yes. They are a playoff team. The West, you know, I mean, you got Colorado out there who's going to dominate. Ducks are doing pretty well. Calgary's doing pretty well. Edmonton's fucking hit or miss. Seattle's. Eats ass. Sorry. You're an expansion team. You should eat ass. Everybody should eat ass, but you get my point. Um, Who else is out there? Sharks? Bad, they stink. They got one line. Um, Phoenix? Fucking. Actually, they've actually been playing better than I thought. But they're like just the dirt worst. They're a dirt worst organization. They make fucking Rev Pro production look like it's fucking WrestleMania. Um, Vegas is good. You're in trouble with Vegas. I think he's squeaking. I think he's squeaking. All right, that'll do it. I need to go to work. So redcircles.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way, we always appreciate it. If you want to join the Discord, send me a DM on Twitter. I'll send you a one-time invite at Cobra Kawaii and prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super j cast. One of our t-shirts. I think there might even be a sale going on. I don't know. <laughs> Big thanks to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye.